Hi, this is Selena from the South Brunswick Public Library, and you're listening to Alchemy of Genres. Today's subject that I decided to play with is friendships. We've got magical and realistic, or is it all really fantasy? Honestly, in my opinion, after looking over all these friendship books, um, I don't think there is a real friendship that is ever as good as the ones that we can create on paper, because let's face it, an author can sit and make it perfect. And of course, there are uh, friendships that are infamous in sci-fi and fantasy as far as um, the things that aren't necessarily in print or that could be in print. So two that I will mention really quickly are um, Willow and Xander from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You don't see it as much in the comics, but in the series, the two of them are have been best of friends since forever, and their friendship is a huge part of various storylines and plays into their relationship throughout the show. And then, of course, you've got the classic Spock and uh, Kirk friendship from Star Trek that has spanned decades and encompassed all of the different types of uh, literature. There are books on Star Trek, and the, some have explored further the nature of their friendship and, of and the movies and the TV shows, but they are a couple of different friends. So basically... Um, those were kind of the friends that I was looking for, and I wanted to try and explore the nature of friendship. I'm not going to explore friendship as it turns into romance, because that's not the same. Um, that starts with an interest, there's, it changes the nature of the friendship, but I'm going to talk about the friends, the foundation itself, and the interactivity. They could have romances, but they're not romantic with each other, so... That is the part that's set in stone so that there's not like I'm not involved with you, but I am maybe your best friend and involved with your sister, your brother, your uncle, your cousin, whatever. Um, or maybe I just have form a lasting relationship with this telepathic dog. You know, there's just there's a lot of different kinds of friendships. So um, that's what I'm exploring. That's what I thought would be interesting to take a just totally different point a different take on all of it and in true alchemy of genres fashion I'm going to be encompassing a lot of genres so there's romance there's historical fiction there's fantasy there's sci-fi there's all sorts of things and and it's a big modge podge I will try to be clear on things as far as age appropriate because I know I have some people who listen who are younger and some people who listen who are my age and or or at least over the age of 18. So I leave it up to your discretion on what you want to read and how you want to read it. I just want you to read and enjoy it. Um, but let's dive in and see where we go from there. So the first one I'm going to start with is the uh, Dragon Singer Chronicles. It's a series that starts with Dragon Singer, Dragon Song, and then Dragon Drums. These were written by Anne McCaffrey for the teens or children. You can find them in the children's department as well. Um, the first two books star Menely, and the second one is her friend Piamer. Piamer? I think it's Piamer. Um, the reason that these are the only three that, of her books that she wrote in this, in all of the Pern books for teens or children, 
but they are incorporated into the series very well. So if you're an adult and you're reading them, you should definitely check them out because you will find them referred to in other parts of the series. Um, but in the beginning, in Dragon Singer, Menely um, is all alone. Her The only friend she's ever had is more of a mentor, and he dies, and you meet her at the funeral um, celebration of her mentor and her life is about to change because she is supposed to now put down the mantle of all of the things she was doing leading the teachings and um basically defying expectations of her gender and doing things that only men should do in her fisher village and then she doesn't want to go back to being just a drudge and she doesn't want to just hurry up and get married to a fisherman and have fisher babies and and she just wants another life for herself she's really into music she loves all of it and she had hoped to be a harper which is like a bard and she wasn't sure she could ever achieve it and she was basically told that she's the wrong gender for that and it's never going to happen so she has an accident runs away because she's sure that she's never going to get what anything she wants but she can't live under the auspices of her family anymore and then she befriends some fire lizards which are like baby looking dragons if you think of um the difference between a kitten and a tiger it's basically the same idea dragons are huge and telepathic and all-encompassing fire lizards are small little lizards but they still um have all the properties of a dragon they can breathe fire if they eat the right things they can have babies in eggs they choose someone that they um are connected to and they have like an emotional empath empathic bond it's not telepathic like the dragons it's more of an empathic bond but it's there and she impresses them completely by accident she's um running from thread and ends up in a cave where these liz fire lizards are being hatched and she doesn't want them to die because they're going right out into the world because they're hungry and she just quick feeds a bunch of them and ends up with a ton and they are her only friends and she makes a lot of decisions based on what is good for them and how can she it gets her out of her head basically and then as she starts finding a way quite accidentally to get into the job of her dreams which is to do music the fire lizards um, impact her life even there and make differences and changes and, and options open that weren't necessarily open before. Uh, Piamer is the young lad. He's a boy soprano. He's her, he's her buddy. He befriends her. He's like the friend of everyone, but he's like a little troublemaker. And he gets his own book in the third book um, where he basically his voice has broken and he can't be a boy soprano anymore and he has to try to make a, a life for himself and while he waits to see what his voice sounds like and whether or not he can be a harper or if he can if he's going to be something else and and so it's exploring he's still friends with mentally but, you know, you're a few years in the future. She's got a different life, but they're still friends. And the friendship between Menely and those fire dragons, the fire lizards, rather, it has cemented parts of her personality that she she might not have voiced before. And then PMR allows her to um, fully envelop, envelop, no, that's a terrible word, just fully 
embrace that's the better word the the lifestyle and the school and the possibilities and also gives her someone to protect which again gets her out of her head so she's not thinking about people who are treating her badly but she's thinking about people who would treat him badly and it allows her to be protective and and do the right things for other people that she might not do for herself and so that's the dragon singer uh trilogy from uh Anne McCaffrey and again it's written for teens it's old but still holds up and I as you can tell I really adore it um another old series that I thought took a different direction the Dragonlance Legends I've talked about before and it's basically kind of a it's a quest series you've got the classics you know the the group of friends that go out and go on adventures and there is a lot of friendship in the Dragonlance Chronicles but what I was going to focus on this time was the time of the twins trilogy which is its own separate thing and because it encompassed in the group of the Dragonlance Legends series is um and the Dragonlance Chronicles I'm not sure which one it is Weiss built these two the two twins there's the brawny friendly happy one and then there's the cranky frail sickly really smart one who's the mage so you've got a fighter and a mage they're twins but they don't look like twins they don't seem to have that bond but they are twins and they do have a bond and so they really explore the nature of the friendship and the rivalry between these brothers which affects and has hmm, consequences I guess is a good way to put it I don't want to ruin anything by saying what's happening but if you read the Dragonlance Chronicles the first the first six books in that one or the however many there are you read those you'll see what happens and then they fur but they further explore where he comes from and how he gets there and then goes past what happened in the at the end of the Dragonlance Chronicles into the current and possible future options and I just found it really an interesting deep study about how you can be related but not necessarily friends but also how literally twins who are two halves of a whole in some sense they're literally the yin and yang of each other and how that affects their life their growth their development and their treatment of each other and the friendship that they had when they were children and the changes that happened as they grow older the things that they do differently I, I just found it a fascinating story to read you probably would want to read the Dragonlance Chronicles books first so that you had a sense of who these twins are. But once you've read them, it's really a fun and interesting ride to get deep into these particular characters. Um, uh, that is a written, A, it's old, but B, they're written for adults, but there's nothing particularly um, naughty or adult about it. It's just that it wasn't written for teens. Um, you'll probably find it in most of your uh, sci-fi collections somewhere. They're kind of classics in the, in the sci-fi fantasy world. Um, not deep thinkers, but just classics because they've been around for a very long time. 
Something on the romantic side is the Sloan Kennedy Protector series, which encompasses multiple series. She has the Finding series and the Escort series and the uh, multiple different other ones. But she's kind of put it all together into one all-encompassing intertwining stories of friends and relatives but mostly friends that are protecting each other and then you also get to see some romances with the people who aren't typically depicted in books she loves to explore um quote-unquote damaged goods people who've been in um bad places who've been abused who've um been in the adult industries or maybe they were um a prostitute or abused in some way she likes to take the people that are forgotten at the bottom and then explore that pain and those traumas and explore how to get past it and find themselves into a happy ever after and i find this is my guilty pleasure kind of read because I find myself drawn to these damaged characters who are in some very, very terrible circumstances or have come out of them with the scars to prove that they have made it past that, but they're still slightly different than when they started because when you've gone through trauma, it changes you. It, it cracks some things and, and glosses over some other things and melds parts of you together that you didn't think you would ever have to meld. And I think it is an interesting and fun thing to read and find that they get a happy ever after because then you can imagine that everyone eventually gets a happy ever after. Okay, we all know that's not true, but I like to imagine it anyway. Yeah, okay guilty pleasure admitted I'm 50 years old and I still believe in happy ever after sad but true so the Sloan Kennedy series she writes primarily um I believe all all of the ones I've read are on Amazon Kindle they might be available in other formats but they're that's where I found all of them and um you would if you want to look through them you would definitely want to find where to begin if you go to her website, you can find all of the different books that start her series and get into all of the different parts of it and where to start and, and interlocking pieces of it. And there's a lot of those. So, um, but I would just look up Sloan Kennedy Protector Series and then see which one you start with. It is adult. They are not all... Um, LGBT romances. Some of them are just perfectly legitimately different characters, but the traditional male-female. But she does have um, some male-female-male, uh, like trip um, trios. She also um, has some trios that are all male. She does a lot of uh, male-gay romances, but she's got a lot of different parts into this and if as you get further along you start to see all of the different intertwining pieces and as a reader it's been an, a great it's been a great journey to see the this person who married that person and now has a family and is settled and is giving back to the community in a way to make sure that this thing that happened to them never happens to anyone else those kind of things and you can just see the community grow Whereas this person was friendless and had no one and now they have a family and they have friends and they have a connection and a tribe 
and given how many books there are it's kind of a real tribe so um it's it's just something different and it is something that I've enjoyed reading and I it definitely explores the nature of friendship because each book while it's centered on a particular person still circles back and you meet some of those other characters you see their interactions you see how those friendships have affected things how they interact and where they end up and and all of those pieces one of my favorite examples of friendship in fiction is the oath bound oath blood books which is a it's a duo I've also seen it as Vows of Honor, which is like a two-in-one compilation. It's Tarma and Kethry from um, where the main characters, the author is Mercedes Lackey. Basically, this is two really strong female characters that are friends and partners. They um, partner up on a an adventure that she wrote as a short story somewhere, and they go after um, bad guys they essentially decide to become fully fledged partners and they go out as mercenaries in order to help Kethry get the experience so that she can someday fulfill her dream of establishing a magical school. Uh, Tarma is the sole survivor of a devastating attack on her clan. She is... Um, it's, the, it's the essentially the equivalent of of Native American, but in this um, world. And her clan is focused on horses, and they live on the plains, and someone killed everyone in her family except her. And so she is a goddess claimed, and that means that she is essentially gender neutral. She does not have any um, sexual inclinations in any way because she's solely focused on sword work and serving her goddess and sort of a cross between a mercenary and a priestess. But the strength of their friendship, you follow them through their beginning of the friendship and as they develop it more and more and as they become more and more like family, eventually Kethry agrees to help reestablish Tarma's clan. She is incorporated into Tarma's actual family. And now when Kethry finds a, a man and they start having children, her children will be raised as members of Tarma's clan and then eventually they will be allowed to choose if they want to stay with the clan or move out and do their own thing in the world but they are both in this together there's also a, a magical sword called Need who um, is all about quests and saving women um, and they have that she plays a part in these adventures of but the core of the books is about the relationship and the friendship of Tarma and Kethri and all of the things that they have gone through and all of the ways that they help each other and and try to be there for each other as you know sisters in um, every way but blood and and I just I love their story and I love the way it's made and brought together um this one is another one that was written for adults, but there's nothing particularly um, adult about it necessarily. It was just not meant, it wasn't aimed at kids. So you can read it if you like fantasy, but you'll find it in the adult collection of your um, library or bookstore. Sorcery and Cecilia 
also known as the Enchanted Chocolate Pot, Chocolate Pot, is written by Reed and Stevermer. Stevermer? I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. But it is literally two authors that wrote this book together, and it's in letter format, and it's very in that Elizabethan era, and it's about Kate and Cecilia. One is living in the country, and one is having a season in London, and they're talking about life and what's happening and who's doing what and gossip but there's this is a sort of almost steampunk kind of feel even though it never says that it's a historical fiction set in the the sort of victorian era except that there's magic and magic is real and there are other creatures that might also be real so it sort of walks of very fine line it's barely fantasy but it's there it's sort of historical fiction but not really and the you see the friendship as they give each other advice you see them solving the mystery of what's happening and how it's happening as they explore through their letters um, all of the interesting happenings and how they tie it together I really love these books there's some there's some humor there's some fun but it's a solid adventure. This actually was written for teens. There's two or three of them, but they're just amazing, and you should definitely check them out. Um, the Chronicles of Elantra by Sagara, I've talked about before. Um, it is literally the essence of these books are the finding and the forging of friendships as the main character learns about all these other cultures and cares about children that's kind of the window into anything for her because as far as she's concerned children are children and you can't corrupt them you you know you just they are what they are and she adores them so they're kind of her window into all the different cultures and it's watching Kaylin that's the main character as she's interacting and learning and relearning her prejudices and and ideas of what she thought was a definite thing that that's the way it always is and then maybe not because this other culture says they can do it this way it's a learning experience and you see the forming of the friendships which alter her worldview and also enable her to do more things and go more places and have more um knowledge about more things and it it becomes a foundation that is stronger and then something more is built on top of it and it's just I love following the adventures and going with it the Kate Daniels books from Ilona Andrews a uh, same thing you've got a loner finding friends finding a tribe finding love it, watching Kate Daniels as a loner who won't care for anyone but herself she's only on her own and nothing else and then she finds not only a person to fall in love with, but friends and a, even a daughter that she cares about and would do anything for. And this in turn opens up her world and helps her see things in a different light and forces her to make different changes to her life and different decisions moving forward on what is the right or the wrong thing to do in particular circumstance. I just love the character building and watching the different characters and the interactions, but that forming of the friendship and those different ties are the f are the forming of who Kate Daniels is as a character and it, and how she changes and who she is and why she does the things she does. 
So they're really, really good. The Belgariad books by David Eddings is another, it's a quest novel. It's, um, there's the Belgariad and the Malorian. They're two series. But the main friendship that I always found fascinating is the main character of Garion. He starts as a young boy and he's on this quest and he's kind of whiny and, and all the adults are doing things. But as you watch him mature and he find him doing more and more things, you see the friendships form. And then in the Malorian, he's now an adult and he's still finding things. But the main friendships that he's kept from his adventures are the same people. So you've got Silk who is a merchant, also a thief, also a lot of things. Um, and you've got Barak, uh, who is, uh, I always want to call him like a Viking. They're, he's from a culture that's all about the sea and, and fighting and all of those things. And Hetar, who is from a horse culture, and he's um, calmer and thinks more rather than acts first. He thinks first. And all of their friendships especially Silk and Garion, that, that form this strong, strong bond and help him be able to do the extraordinary things he does. Yes, he has magic, and yes, his aunt is a, has a magical t terror that can do all these things, and his grandfather is another one that can do all these amazing things, and he can do all these amazing things. But he has to learn what's right and what's wrong and who, how to think about the world outside of his very narrow purview. And those are the things that the friendships in this relationship give him is a way to like, get outside of his own head and see the world as a bigger place than just the things right in front of him. Lord of the Rings is another quest book and it's about friendships. But to me, the quintessential friendship that defines the Lord of the Rings is Sam and Frodo. Because they literally, um, Sam especially, he just would do anything for his friend. And if Sam weren't the man he is, or the hobbit he is, then Frodo would not have succeeded in his quest. I'm sorry if I gave away the ending. If you haven't read The Lord of the Rings, you really should. It was written in the 30s. It's kind of classic. Go read it. Yeah, it's got a lot of words, and yeah, it's not as pretty fancy as some of the more exciting adventures of today but it's a classic and it's amazing and you should read it really should but even if you've only seen the movie you can still see the quality of that friendship and the nature of it because when his uncle Bilbo went on his adventures he had friends but they weren't the it wasn't that solid foundation of friendship that Sam and Frodo have of having grown up together and done things for each other and they would die or kill for each other to take care of each other and and that's really a, it's just such an amazing story it makes me cry every time I read it and I, I just love their friendship and I think when I was making this list that was one of the first ones I thought of because I don't know that friendship like that really exists but if it did that would be amazing you know they they're just they're good for each other and they take care of each other and that's what it should be um Lyriel with from the Abhorson series by Garth Nix is um sort of close to my heart she's a librarian she doesn't have a whole lot of things going on in her life she has no friends because she doesn't look like or act like anyone in her life of the Claire she is different and not she doesn't look like the the 
fellow people. She doesn't act like the fellow people. She doesn't have the prophetic powers of everyone around her. So she starts to forge her own path and starts to work in the library. And then she discovers the disreputable dog. And he becomes her constant companion. And he also is, um, you, you know he's something powerful. But you don't know what that is until you get towards the end of the trilogy. Nonetheless, he helps her learn magic. He helps her learn to be good with her strengths and her weaknesses to discover the world and to not be afraid to move forward and and embrace who she is. And, of course, she has to save the world. But if it weren't for this relationship with the disreputable dog, she would never have left the mountains and her relatives and she would have just been a quiet little mouse of a girl ashamed of who she is for her whole life. And instead she found this companion uh, who's a talking anthropomorphic dog. But it's still that helped her to have a base and a foundation and a strength with which to then move forward and find out new things and, and go past the boundaries that she thought she had. Um, you should read those books. They're really intricate. They are written for teens, but I really think that a lot of adults would appreciate them um, because they're just so intricate in the world building. Um, the Drizzt books by Salvatore, I know I've talked about them before. They are based on Drizzt Duorden, who's a dark elf, and the but the main friendship the first friendship that is made is with Drizzt and Bruinor who is a um, dwarf he's a dwarven king and so you have an elf and a king and and or an elf and a dwarf that are friends and a dark elf and a wolf that are a dark elf and a dwarf that are friends it's an extreme and evidently I can't even speak it but it's an unexpected friendship but the first friendship he found that really spoke to him and helped him do the things that he wanted to be able to do and to have the strength to leave his home is his his panther friend, Gwenifar, who is um, a statuette, but also is an actual panther. It's She is on another plane of existence and she can inhabit this one for brief periods of time. And she is his friend. And when he needs someone to talk to, he can talk to her. And she is a magical thing but she's also a, a living caring being that he is really close to and that he, she has literally been a part of his life for most of his life so you see the 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 emotional bonds there and the things that they encompass and they and they changes that they make in his life in his decision making i just i love those books you should read them you should read all of these why not um, the We Free Men from Terry Pratchett is a teen series, and I found it fun because it's all about Tiffany aching, but it's also about her friendship with the We Free Men and the their friendship with, as they call her, the We Hag, and and but it's also about her mentorship with the witches, the bonds that she's forming during training, so she finds some other witches of her own age to help her understand herself and her powers. Um, you see the, the way that the witches in the Pratchett universe look at the world is slightly different. 
and you can see this through the witches books of their own so things like um equal rights weird sisters witches abroad um you see granny weatherwax nanny og and magret garlic and eventually you see agnes knit later um these are characters that have their an intertwining friendship and 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 a way that they relate to each other and talk to each other that is many many years in the building and Pratchett builds that in there and you can just see it moving and blooming and blossoming and as they do the things that they're each good at but interact with each other as friends and as neighbors and as fellow witches and for a comedy series he really built in this great sense of sisterhood that isn't about um limits but is about found finding what you're good at and and rolling with it and not being afraid to say this is my thing and you can't take it from me and I just love Terry Pratchett it's a shame he's gone okay um a very quick story in Sandman number two you have Hob Gadling who is basically a guy that meets the that meets Dream in a bar in the 1100s, 1200s, something like that. It's really, really far back. And they agree to meet in 100 years because Hob is like, this dying thing is for suckers. You know, we should just keep living and eventually everything will work out. And you watch them. It's a very short vignette of a story as they keep meeting every 100 years. But at the same time, it's the foundation of a friendship. And you can see... Um, how Dream interacts with Hob and the questions that they ask of each other and the realizations that Dream makes about being mortal versus being an immortal are, are telling and different and eventually they do become actual friends through the ups and the downs and the many, many years, even if it's just for a couple of drinks for a couple of hours once a year or once every hundred years. It's, it's a really sweet story and it's a quick story. Um, but it's definitely a telling one because it tells a lot about the Sandman himself as he's progressing. Um, the Unholy Trifecta is a trilogy by A.J. Sherwood. It is written for adults. It's um, a, mostly a romance series, but it's about these three friends. One's a hacker, one's a, an assassin, and one's a thief. And they form a bond they just kind of work together occasionally and then eventually through the first book the love interest of the assassin sort of has them all realize that they really are more than just occasional compatriots that they're friends and you see this friendship having been built over the years and how they bond together to take care of um, Ari's daughter and how they interact with each other on different jobs and different missions and they start changing their life a little here and there as each of them finds their own life and their own love interest and it's just been a really fantastic journey for these three and that but that bound that foundation of friendship made a difference to each of them because it enabled them to a do nefarious jobs that they couldn't have done on their own but it also enabled them to help find proper jobs and not be suckered into a bad thing or to not get paid or to get hurt by the wrong people they can keep an eye out for each other they can make sure each of them is safe they can make sure the hacker gets out of the house once in a while and doesn't just sit in the dark 
in front of a computer for all hours of the day and night. They can help Ari be able to go do a job and watch his daughter so she's not home alone and he's not having to take his daughter along while he assassinates someone. These are, you know, things you have to think about as a person with an illegal life and a second identity, but also a child to raise. So it was just an interesting and fascinating look at um, anti-heroes, but this bond of friendship and how it affects them and their lives and their lives going forward. So it's written for adults mostly on Amazon, but I'm sure you could find it in other ways, or you could just look her up and buy them on her website. Um, TJ Klune, I've talked about the Tell Me It's a uh, Real book. It's the it's called At First Sight is the name of the series. Um, but the relationship between Paul and Sandy was the one that I thought it would be fun to just talk about for a moment, which is um, they become really great friends in high school, and now they're 30, and one's a drag queen and one's um, not, but they're still best of friends, and they've been the best of friends. They're not each other's love interest. They have no interest in falling in love with each other, but they've been there for each other. Um, and there was the sweetest story that they told of when Sandy's parents died and Paul was there for him and his his family actually adopts Sandy and helps him he moves in with them because he has no one else and they become his family at that point because his parents have died and he has no one else and they Clune tells the story of just the the way Paul is with his friend Sandy it's like I'm here I'm taking care of you 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 don't have to worry about it I'll always be here for you I'm still I'm tearing up now those are the kind of friendships that you like to believe exist and if you have one of those hold on to it because that is amazing and yeah I love these books I mean yeah okay they're romance and there's some sex in there and and they're written not for kids but and T.J. Klune has some books that you could read, I guess, if you're younger, but these weren't written for kids. At the same time, they're really real, and and uh, and they made me cry, that one at least. It was really touching, and uh, and also really funny. There's a lot of funny moments in there, but the friendship itself, the way they interact, the way they act with each other is this many years of friendship, and... Um, they even work at the same place, this unnamed insurance company that has a lizard for a um, mascot, <laughs> which I found amusing. Um, Rainbow Boys by Sanchez is a book written for teens. It's uh, about these three boys who form a friendship based exclusively on their um, discovery of being gay, but then it moves past that and into just the friendship and the bonds of, of being friends. There is a little bit of romance in there, but not with all three of them. And you see the ways that, uh, that having romantic interests in your friends changes the friendship, but you can still see the bonds of friendship with the person who's not in the romance and, and that stabilizing influence and voice of reason that you get from that. And it was just a really sweet story, and I really liked it. So you should check that one out. The Lumberjanes is a comic series. It's graphic novels, comics, whatever you want to call it. 
And it's about these girls that are at a summer camp where they have adventures and fight monsters and go through time and and, and just do all kinds of amazing things. So Mal, Ripley, Molly, April, and Joe are in a cabin together, but they've formed this friendship bond through exploring their environment and other worlds as they interconnect and fighting bad guys and going to classes and learning to swim while fighting krakens you know there's all these really cool things that are happening and they're funny and they're sweet and they're serious but that that again that foundational element of friendship as they interact because they're all on different societal levels they're from different types of families they have different expectations and different dreams and hopes for each other and for themselves but you get to see as how that grows and how they can support each other and help push each other past the boundaries that sometimes fear gives you and and it's just really fun you should look at those uh, another comic series that probably not as many people have read, or maybe you have and you just forgot about them, is the um, Peony books by its ElfQuest series. Um, and you have the exploration of tribes because she, uh, Wendy Peony, who's the um, author and uh, one main illustrator, she separates them into groups and tribes. And the main one is the Wolf Rider clan. And they're literally elves who ride wolves, and they're bonded to them. And um, you see Cutter and Skywise, who are the best of friends, and they're like blood brothers, essentially. They are each other's brother in all but blood. And you follow their adventures as they go and leave their town and have to explore other areas for various reasons and quests and purposes. But the foundation of I need someone I can trust who will give me good advice is always there. And the artwork is amazing. So, you know, that's a bonus. You should check those out. And also, hello, elves that ride wolves. Awesome. Um, Robert Asprin is someone that writes, again, comedy books that are fun and fantastical. I don't know if a lot of people read them. More people should. But they're, again, they're kind of old. I started reading them when I was in my 20s, and that was a long time ago. But I still love them. You've got um, Fool's Company is um, the first one, but it's also the uh, name of the series. And you've got Fool, P-H-U-L-E is his name. And he's forming and forcing this military unit of misfits into a band of brothers. And I know that's a trope that you've seen, but Aspirin does some really great things with the trope and, and makes turns it on its head and lets you see the other sides of people and also encourages them to just believe in themselves and each other. And it's a fun series, but with a serious heart to it. And I kind of like those. It's like silly, but with a heart of gold. Yeah, like it. But also the myth books with Skeev and Oz, same idea. Oz is his mentor, but also his friend as Skeev grows into being a magical entity of his own and his own wizard in, in all of the things that he can do on his own. But he also relies on Oz as his best friend to guide him or play tricks on him and help him discover and realize where he should go and could go from here. Um, again, comedy Heart of Gold, really fun. Um, you should check out the myth books. 
um, something that explores the nature. Um, I was looking through and, and talking friendship and it made me think Lord of the Rings, made me think uh, Knights of the Round Table. And so obviously Knights of the Round Table, they're all friends. And so you could go reading the Knights of the Round Table, uh, Le Morte Arthur, however you pronounce that in French or whatever it is. Um, they're not perfect, but those strong friendships that you see from the... Um, Knights of the Round Table with um, Arthur and Lancelot and all of those, they they affect things. And Gerald Morris is a young adult author who explored all of the the knights and errantry in his own series. Starts with the Squire's Tale and then moves on. And he adds his own elements. He takes the main stories that you've heard and changes them up a bit and makes them interesting and different, while still maintaining that that level of of um, high expect uh, I don't even know how to say it he's just maintaining a high level of uh, literary quality and sticking to the stories that you know but changing them just enough so that they're original and so I think that the Gerald Morris it's not technically a series but I always think of it as a series because it's all about the Knights of the Round Table and their different adventures um, but also the Knights of the Round Table yeah they are definitely um an influential friendship and um because we're still hearing and seeing stories based on those even now um dragon and thief by timothy zahn is a forced friendship of sorts because uh, dracos needs a host he cannot live on his own um and jack is a teenager who stumbles into this um uh being when his entire fleet is decimated and Draco's barely gets away with his life with his life and he needs some, a host that he can live with and and he and Jack form a friendship but it's an unequal friendship at first because Jack is so young and Draco's is an alien entity who wants to just tell him what to do and force him to do it but eventually through the course of the novels you see them actually forging a partnership and a friendship that is not hey you're a kid do what I tell you to do but is you know equal parts and 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 as Jack grows and matures and learns about life he can see that grow and and it's kind of a cool thing to watch the Binti books by Akorafor do the same thing you've got Binti and Oku, Oku um and that's an interspecies friendship as well. And the changes that have happened to Binti, thanks to the first novel, and the way that it affects her and her family and her friends, are explored in the second book, which is Binti Home. And, um, and also explores um, her friendship and relationship with Oku a little further. It's just, I love the Binti books. They're amazing. Um, James Howe, The Misfits, is a middle school book. And it's written about a group of misfits and their friendship and overcoming everything. But And then they each get a breakout novel that explores each of their lives separately. I would encourage you to read both The Misfits and then each of the breakout books because they are all amazing and and they refer you back to the friendship that all of them have made and explore further the characters and the decisions that they've made and how those friends have helped them, supported them, 
and also push them to to do more so that's james howe the misfits and all of the books that go with the misfits books um elizabeth ween elizabeth wine i never know how to pronounce her name i should figure it out one of these days i talked about code name verity before but this time i'm going to talk about black dove white raven which is another world war ii book but this one is set in africa it's in the 30s um it is before it's sort of before and during World War II. So um, Amelia and Teo are best friends. They've grown up like brother and sister. When they're little, their mothers are best friends. But um, And it's a friendship that not a lot of people have encouraged. A, because the girls are what they call wing riders. They would um, perform shows on the wings of airplanes and do stunts and then one stunt goes horribly awry and Teo's mother dies and um, uh, Emilia's mother decides to adopt Teo and raise him as her own. The difficulty is that it's the 1930s and Teo is an African-American and um, Emilia and her mother are not. So being a white woman raising uh, an African-American baby in the 30s it was not done and was very hard and so she decides that the easiest thing to do and the best idea to give him more of a sense of himself and to not be oppressed by American society she's going to go back and raise him in um, a, the country in Africa that he's from I forget what it is and I couldn't find it in the blurbs um, but they're there. But it's also just about the World War II's building up and it affected the continent of Africa as it affected every other continent and country. So it builds in the, the uh, international uh, awareness and issues of uh, Nazis versus the rest of the world. But it also brings up the different struggles that Amelia and Teo have around race and um, prejudice and um, all of those things, as well as sexism, because male versus female is ex is explored because she's allowed to do things that he isn't and vice versa. Um, it's a really, really cool book. I, I love her all of her books, but this one was um, an interesting one. And the friendship and almost family vibe because they've been raised together is is really sweet to see um saint is the first book in a series by m tasia then the friendship of finn and saint is the one that i kind of first thought of as far as when i was looking at series i thought it was really cool because saint is a damaged he was he, he was a surgeon, but his hand has been ruined. He's got PTSD from a mission that he went on and some things that have happened to him. And he's determined that he's just going to sit in his little corner and he's going to try and make this bar into a thing. But he's also inadvertently, with while denying to himself that he's ever doing this, he's establishing his own... Um, tribe of sorts and Finn is one of the first he's a homeless kid that he found and he's like well I could use some some people to help me with this project would you like to work for me and I'll give you a room in the back and I'll take care of you and you can have your freedom but also you know I'm your friend and and he extends that friendship 
and and it changes Finn's life, but it also changes Saint's life. And it's a romance series. Finn and Saint are not together. They're ju- they have their own adventures where they explore them on their own. But the friendship between the two of them is what helps each of them be open to the romantic relationships they later get into and also the um friends help them acknowledge and accept the fact that you know life comes with risks and some risks are worth it and you know friendship is still love and love is good so I, I like these. They're a little dark because they explore a lot of darker elements, um, much like the Sloan Kennedy books. But they're and they're adult romances, so they're not really um, for everybody because they're not everybody's cup of tea. But if you like some romance and with some darker elements, uh, it's it's a fun series to explore. Um, if you don't like male male romance and you don't enjoy any of those things, then don't read them. That's fine. Um, Honor Raconteur, uh, with the Jonathan books, is the Advent, Jonathan is the first one, technically, it's the Advent Mage Cycle, is what she called it. It was a trilogy, and then she wrote more. So, she wrote these as teen books, but they weren't really published that way. She's, um, another one of those authors that's an Amazon author, um, and they weren't, they don't have like a category for teen self-publishing so she just kind of published them and put them out there but they're really fun to read for uh, all ages really um and you can find them um if you have kindle unlimited they're just free to borrow the uh the story itself is about this guy garth and the friendships that he makes and the building of the foundation that those friendships allow him to go from there. Uh, Jonathan is a magical thing where he um, is accidentally, he shares, not accidentally, but he shares blood with someone, but that blood is magical in nature and now he knows all that everyone who's ever been a Jonathan knows. So he has infinite knowledge going back thousands of years but he's still, he's only like 15 or 16 in real life. So he's got to incorporate this knowledge without context into his life, which enables him to do things more easily sometimes, but harder other times where you can know what mac and cheese is without knowing what it tastes like or what it might be like and if you'd like it at all. So that's kind of the context of, I know what this is, but I don't really understand it. And he has a lot of that because it's all, random knowledge that he doesn't he has access to but doesn't always understand and um but the friendships that he makes while he's in mage school the realities of his life as a mage that no one has ever seen before and the amazing things that he can do and his strong honor code are the things that his friendships and his relationships in these books um build on and move from and explore and, and I just found them really fun and definitely want to recommend them to anyone who wants to read them. Another book series that goes through um, magical friendships from teen perspective is um, the Circle of Magic series from Tamora Pierce, which is Sandry, Briar, Daja, and Triss. And the four of them are magic users of a wild magic variety they just don't have the normal kind of magic so their kind of magic doesn't fit a mold 
but the four of them are discovered all at the same time and they form this really strong bond and they kind of are literally making it up as they go and fighting the good fight and the series the circle opens is the next one where now they are full-blown mages and they are finding their own apprentices and their own other strange magic people who can do things that no one else can do in ways that no one else can explore so um it's a really fun series it's written for teens um as most of tomorrow pierce books are and it's something to again it, it circles around they support each other they push each other they find out more about each other and then of course they fight great dangers together and in a way that you don't see very often on another whole note is the um, K.M. Newhold uh, series, Four Bears Construction. Bears, not as in I am a um, giant fuzzy creature who lives in the woods and loves to eat honey, but as in a big hairy dude who's uh, gay. So you have the Four Bears Construction is the name of the series. Yeah, they're love stories, but the f- the foundational element of it is that they were all um, friends and or family members that formed their own construction company that is LGBT friendly um, because they felt strongly about that because many of their members are LGBT. And you get to see love stories in each of them, but you also get to see the interactivity and the joshing and the bonding and the silly talk and smash talk and, and, you know, let's go to the bar and watch a game. No, I hate the game. Okay, let's do something else. That's really fun and interesting to see with the, the, the guy dynamics of friendship. And they work together, they own the business together, and then you see them expanding and exploring new lives as they start to bring in new people into their lives and find love of their life and all of those things that happen as you get older. Um, it's not deep, but they're really fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean, the first one is called Cocky, as in Cocky, Cocky, uh, at Cock, <laughs> the, they put around the thing. He's a plumber. Yeah, um, they're fun. They're not these are not deep books, but they're fun, and I enjoyed them, and again, they're not for young kids, but, you know, hey, enjoy them. It's on Amazon. You can find them and enjoy them. Uh, Joel Rosenberg, Guardians of the Flame. The Sleeping Dragon is the first one. I've talked about this one before, but again, I'm going to circle around. The friendship of Walter, Carl, Andrea, Lou, and Ahira has the foundation, literally, of something that changes the world that they've gone to they uh, are they were playing D&D they get thrown into that actual universe with those powers in the first book they're trying to get home to a portal things happen and some of them elect to stay I'm pretty sure all of them do but it's been a very long time since I read them and I really should read them again um But by staying, they each have to do things slightly differently. Some of them um, give up something to stay. Some of them are giving new things. Some of them uh, are changing who they are slightly. But regardless of how it turns out, each of them has the knowledge of our modern world and modern technology and modern 
equipment that they can bring into this fantastical environment of Dungeons and Dragons-esque kind of thing. And their ideas on propriety and what's right and what's wrong start to affect the world in general. There's a very uh, not secretive revolutionary idea that no one should be kept as a slave or subjugated, subjugated. Um, and those are very strong ideas. We're going to make sure that we give everybody a choice and that you aren't forced to do something that you didn't want to do. And they're basically bringing the idea of, of the idealized democracy into a world of feudal systems. So uh, it's interesting and enlightening to watch Rosenberg as he explores in a fictional way what how the ideals and ideas of American democracy in a feudal, random, fantastical environment happen and where they go based on the people that are enforcing them and discovering them and invent reinventing them for this new world. And it's, it, it's really fun and also enlightening. I like it. And the friendships they have are really, I'm going to stop saying foundational, but they are. Okay. Winger and its follow-up um, by Andrew Smith. I could not find the name of his friend, but Winger is the journey of Ryan, but it's also very strongly about Ryan and his best friend and the things that happen to, by, and about Ryan and his best friend. I, I don't want to go too far into it because it ruins the story, but it is really a sweet story, and I, and I really adore it, and I didn't know anything about rugby, to be honest. I still don't, but I didn't mind because I was reading about Ryan and his life and his journey and his friends and those moments that define him, and... And that's what made the story so good. So, um, next one, and we're almost done. I know it's been a very long podcast. I apologize. Next one, is they made a movie of, I haven't seen. I hope it's good, but I don't know. I'm kind of scared, but I love the book. It's called Fat Kid Rules the World. It's another teen book. It's by KL Going. You've got Troy, who is the titular fat kid, who is really unhappy with his life in all of its ways and he meets Kurt who is a semi-homeless which I love the idea semi-homeless I guess that means he has a home but he's never there he's usually couch surfing um he's a high school dropout but he plays guitar in a punk band and he convinces Troy who doesn't know how to play drums that he should play drums because it's a punk band and nobody will know if you don't know how to play anyway and the two of them form this friendship and give Troy hope that he didn't know he need he, he knew he didn't have any hope but now he has some hope and he's looking at life in a little bit of a different way thanks to Kurt and just literally turns his world on end because he now is no longer alone and he has a friend and someone who cares about him and and this story Going's books are amazing that she always makes me cry but this one was really just touching and I I I really am a big fan of it so you should check out fat cool kid rules the world we can't f go very far without mentioning harry potter because hello 
Ron, Hermione, Harry Potter, the friendships and relationships of each of them and their interactivity with each other form the foundational basis of the whole series. And um, without getting into Rowling's personal beliefs and how they do not coincide with mine, the basic stories of Ron, Hermione, and Harry Potter are still strong and form a really good series excuse me, series of books that are fun to read. Um, another Tamora Pierce book is the Becca Cooper books. Um, first one is called Terrier um, because in this world the cops are called dogs and the uh, trainees are called pups. And so it just kind of carries over. But um, her friendships and associates um, that she's grown up with in her st- section of the street, she's not trying to be more than she is she's literally trying to be a person and an advocate for the for the poor kids for the those who don't have anything and remind the people who have that the have-nots exist and that they need to be taken care of and she has her mentors but she also has friendships and relationships that she forms on her own and all of them work together she also has a cat who is also some sort of godlike star creature that can help her, but is her friend. And she adopts a dog in another book that helps her even more. And I just found the growth of this character. They're big books, still written for teens, but they're just giant books. But the growth and the exploration that she goes through as she's learning to be first a trainee and then an actual cop and the life and and things that she can do with her small magical abilities and these friendships that she's forged enable her to do great things and to discover and solve mysteries and um, catch the bad guys. So um, it's a fun series and I enjoy it. Tales of the Madman Underground, I talked about before, but I'm going to talk about it again because John Barnes' book is one that I just fell in love with. Carl and the Madman Underground, which is the name of this group of kids that are in forced therapy at school. It's 1973. Life is different, but Carl and his friends have made their own tribe of misfits and the bottom of the barrel kids who are broken that no one wants and they make it work and they're there for each other and they take care of each other and you hope that things are better now but to be honest there are some things that are still broken in our world and in our systems that I hope someday are not broken but this book allows you to explore some of the ways that people can be broken but also some of the ways that they can help heal each other and and make better lives for each other and the whole book is literally an exploration of the their friendship and the the growth that they've made uh will grayson will grayson is another um exploration of friendship it's by david levithan and uh john green And they are two boys, both named Will Grayson, that are brought together literally by the fact that they have the same name. 
but they're totally different people and one of them is uh forming a relationship with a boy that he falls in love with and the other one is that boy's best friend and but as they meet they influence each other and the friends and the people that they're surrounding themselves with change them having met each other they change each other's lives in so many different ways and it's explored in a lot of ways I'm not the biggest John Green fan but I really liked this book and I I liked the exploration of how the people around you can help change you for the better or for the worse and and also there's a sweet love story in there so um it is a teen book so you know enjoy um Finnegan of the Rock by Marchetta is another uh teen book it's technically the Lumetaire Chronicles it's the first book in the series there's a little bit of a romance between Finnegan and Evangeline but it's also it's one of those they're adversaries they're friends they're not but there's also a circle of friends because there's this whole town that disappeared and Finnegan and his um, other people around him are trying to find what happened and hoping against hope that they can free them and find the rest of their friends and families and it's an exploration of what happens when you have one group that's isolated and another group that is sent out into the world but they don't have a home anymore they're refugees they're no one cares about them or what happens to them so it's sort of a an exploration in a fantasy world of the refugee crisis and how ties and friendships can help them and also just that joy of finding the place that you belong again as they are trying to free their friends and family and the curse that has magically kept them from each other. Um, the Chronicles of Nick by Sherilyn Kenyon is a really interesting um, teen book connection to an adult romantic series that she has written. Um, basically, Nick is in the first book called Infinity, is 14 and he meets this strange character who is telling him how to do things and he's finding magic and and strange things are happening in his high school and he has to figure it out but it's also as you if you've read the series which if you've read Sherilyn Kenyon all of her books kind of interconnect you realize that Nick is his the strange companion is his future self who is desperately trying to prevent and fight the destiny that he is facing, that he is the end of the world. Um, and it's also him trying to make peace with the loss of a friendship that ended because of a misunderstanding and also because of his grief in losing his mother and you're trying to get past old wounds and sort of no one can hurt us like our friends can hurt us and there's like a lot of levels in there but you've got just the adventure story of a kid discovering magic in the world and and moving around and doing things but you've got a deeper level because if you have read the others you can sort of see the um undercurrent of other things that are going on in there and it's kind of fun 
to read it on two levels or just read it on the one and enjoy the adventure. Um, and then finally, we've got the In-Death books by uh, J.D. Robb, which is literally another one of those where you've got a loner who suddenly is not alone. Eve Dallas is a focused cop. She's burnt out. She's damaged. She has no one and nothing but the job. And then she meets Rourke and falls in love with him. And he is an ex, kind of ex, con and a thief but he's now a billionaire and he's got all of these tricks and games and slick conversation and he's Mr. Good looking, but they complete each other in a way. And between the two of them and Eve's tendency to accidentally adopt people, she grows a circle of friends and finds people to help and care for and suddenly she has many other considerations besides just you know the job and and it's really interesting to see how it develops there's like 50 some books in the series so far so you really see the development of things the science fiction part of the books are not good but the rest of it is amazing and it's a great exploration of how the people around you, again, can influence you and change you and help you or hurt you, depending on who you're hanging around with. So um, I think that's good enough. This went very long, and I apologize. But I had a fun time talking about uh, the nature of friends, and I hope you have some good friends and that you can start thinking about the nature of friendship and how the people around us can change us and make us see life in a different light. And I hope you find the light and look at it and look at the world and smile. And I hope you have a good day. Thank you. And support your local library and your local bookstores and your all the, lo all, all the authors, local and not. And we'll talk to you another time. Bye.